Favorites. The first time I read this novel, I was struck with delighted surprise by the line, quote, His large brown eyes seem to have gathered a longer vision, as is the way with eyes that have been short-sighted in early life, and they have a less vague, a more answering gaze. Unquote. Until that moment, I had not realized that Silas's short-sightedness was another allegorical symbol. Connecting this to last week's commentary, his vision had been limited to his confining circle. He had no long-range purpose, and he had no long-range vision. His short-sightedness also prevented the connectedness that would come of him really being able to see his fellow man. I'm reminded of the line in Frankenstein, when Walton expressed his longing for a friend whose eyes would respond to mine. Silas's blank, unseeing stare had been replaced by a less vague, more answering gaze. Also, as a woman who is quite a bit older than the aged Nancy we meet fifteen years later, I was especially fond of this description of her. Quote, Perhaps the pretty woman, not much younger than he, who is leaning on his arm, is more changed than her husband. The lovely bloom that used to be always on her cheek now comes but fitfully, with the fresh morning air or with some strong surprise. Yet, to all who love human faces best for what they tell of human experience, Nancy's beauty has a heightened interest. The firm yet placid mouth, the clear voracious glance of the brown eyes, speak now of a nature that has been tested and has kept its highest qualities." Unquote. It can be easy to think of beauty as inextricably bound to youth, but there is no doubt real beauty is inseparable from and an expression of a person's character. So I love the reminder that we can love human faces best for what they tell of human experience, and that a heightened beauty can come with age. I also loved how much Elliot is able to tell us about Epi from a description of her hair. Quote, a blonde, dimpled girl of eighteen, who has vainly tried to chastise her curly auburn hair into smoothness under her brown bonnet. The hair ripples as obstinately as a brooklet under the March breeze, and the little ringlets burst away from the restraining comb behind and show themselves below the bonnet crown. Epi cannot help being rather vexed about her hair, for there is no other girl in Ravelow who has hair at all like it, and she thinks hair ought to be smooth. Unquote. The sweet impishness suggested by little ringlets bursting away from a restraining comb, the desire to do good implied by her efforts to chastise her curly auburn hair into smoothness, the eccentricities of her circumstances that will always make her distinct from the other Ravelo girls with their smooth locks, and then, at a glance, the adoration of Aaron who doesn't want Eppie's hair to be different. I adored how quickly and completely we were able to see the warmth of Eppie and Silas's home and of their life together. We are caught up on fifteen years of happiness with countless little details that give a palpable reality to their mutual devotion and their joyful existence. It's hard for me not to repeat all of those details here the garden, the furze bush, the stone wall, the expressions, the conversations. But I will choose two that stand out among them. 
First, there's the way the barren cottage has been transformed into a scene of domestic bliss. Quote, Epi, with the rippling radiance of her hair and the whiteness of her rounded chin and throat set off by the dark blue cotton gown, laughing merrily as the kitten held on with her four claws to one shoulder, like a design for a jug handle. While Snap on the right hand and Puss on the other put up their paws towards a morsel which she held out of the reach of both. Unquote. And then there was the fact that Silas refused to replace his hearth with an oven, because was it not there when he had found Epi? I hope you recall his simple worship of the brown pot. That now has been replaced with his own God of the Hearth. Theirs is a love so sweetly perfect that it alone, independent of any teaching, had the power to lend Epi a touch of refinement. This description of that love might have been my favorite line of all. Quote, Perfect love has a breath of poetry which can exalt the relations of the least instructed human beings. And this breath of poetry had surrounded Epi from the time when she had followed the bright gleam that beckoned her to Silas's hearth so that it is not surprising if, in other things besides her delicate prettiness, she was not quite a common village maiden, but had a touch of refinement and fervor, which came from no other teaching than that of tenderly nurtured, unvitiated feeling." Unquote. May all children have, as part of their upbringing, tenderly nurtured, unvitiated feeling. <laughs> 